you know, we're talking about how God's in control, God, God has it. And we know that if we look at it, we're going to go to the book of Matthew in, in chapter 9, that we're going to talk about Jesus Christ as being the good shepherd. He is the shepherd of his sheep. You know, in Matthew chapter 1, it says that he's going to save his people from their sins because he's that good shepherd. So we're going to look at Matthew chapter 9. We're going to read verses 35 through 38. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth labors into his harvest. We can see in verse 36 that he says, But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. Moved with compassion. You know, and we look at it, we see... A shepherd is a keeper of sheep to guide and protect the sheep. You know, and in, and in Ephesians chapter 4, just a little bit, I'll be getting to that in just a little bit, and it says that he gave gifts unto men, but he said, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some, what, Brother Roger, pastors and teachers. As Brother Roger, Brother Leroy, and myself, as we're here taking care of the flock that is here, the little congregation that is here. You know, the, the, the care of this flock has been entrusted to the three of us that we would take care of them as core, according as God sees fit. Now, Brother Roger, Brother Leroy, and myself, I think I can honestly say we're not worried about numbers. We're not worried about quantity. We're worried about quality and how we can lift the people up spiritually each and every day. You know, see, because he was so much moved with compassion that he looked at them and he looked on them because what? They, they fainted. They were not receiving the proper instruction. Because look at, look in verse 35, that Jesus came forth and he, what does it say? And Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues. Teaching in their synagogues. So when we go down to verse 36, and he said, a compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Sheep having no shepherd. The scribes and the Pharisees were not good shepherds. I'm calling them not good shepherds. They were not good teachers. Because we can see a lot of times in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, he said that they were teaching for commandments. What, Brother Roger? The doctrines of men. So these 
scribes and Pharisees, they did not really have the good interest of the people in their minds. They did not. They wanted, they, they loved what, Brother Roger, the praise of man more than the praise of God. They weren't worried about that. You know, Jesus, how many times do you hear him? They loved the chief seats in the rooms. You know, they wanted to be called rabbi, rabbi. They wanted to be called teacher, teacher. But they weren't really teaching the people. They weren't really instructing the people. That's our main concern here as the pastors of Mount Sinai is to teach you, to equip you for being out into the world. Because we know that there's there's vain men. There's there's wolves in sheep clothing out there trying to say things that are pleasing to our senses. You know, sometimes with the preaching of the word, we get we get whooped. You know what I mean? And we get chastised. And remember what the Bible says: if you're if you're if you don't if you're not if you're yeah, I need to get my tongue straight here. If you're without chastisement, what does the Bible say? You're not sons. If you're not sons, what are you? The Bible says you're bastards. So sometimes we might get chastised by the preaching of the word. Sometimes we might be chastised by reading the word. And sometimes we're chastised, I believe, by God himself. Because he speaks to our minds. He speaks to us in that still, small voice and says, you ought to not be doing that. And it's when you can hear it, when we're talking, we're reading the, the verses that we, we can hear. We hear these things, right? And spiritually, we can hear when God or when Jesus talks to us in that still, small voice and says, you know what? You need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. Sometimes we can see it when we, when we get away from things, how we need to get back to the good basics. What do I call the good basics, Brother Roger? Praying and reading the Word of God. That's when you got to get back. When you see things aren't just going right in your lives, you have to look back on your life and see what's going on. Because these people here, they were a sheep having no shepherd. And you know... You know, the sheep are, what do they kind of say, brother? They're dumb animals. They need to be led about. So they have to have a good shepherd to lead them about. The Pharisees, these scribes, the Sadducees were not, were not very good. You know, they were not taking care of the flock. They were not taking care of the flock that were entrusted to them. See, the flock here has been entrusted to brother Roger, brother Leroy, and myself, and we need to do it. That's why Jesus looked on them and had compassion, because he was looking on them. And he was, I can't remember exactly what it was, you know, but he says he taught them, he taught them as one that had authority. He had authority because why? He was God incarnate in the flesh. God incarnate in the flesh. I asked my wife, I changed my mind early this morning. I was actually going to talk about the incarnation. That's that Jesus Christ took on a bodily form, the form of a man, and came into this world to what? To save his people from their sins. 
Are you one of his people? Are you one of his people today? Look on your lives and you can answer that question. Brother Roger knows he spoke about us. Make your calling and election sure. How can you do that? By living your life holy and devoted unto God and Jesus Christ and doing those things that are pleasing in his sight. Jesus said to the people back then, what? If you love me, if you love me, what does he say? Keep my commandments. Keep my commandments. That's what we need to do. If we love Jesus Christ. And that's just not saying it. It's coming from where? It's coming in from the heart that I love Jesus and I'm going to do those things. If not, I am going to. I'm going to try my best to do those things. That's what Jesus is looking at. Are you trying? Are you trying? Or are you just going from day to day and just say, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to do the basics to get by. I'm just going to do the basics. I'm going to do what I need to get by. I'm going to do what I need to, to, what do they call it, Carl? Fly under the radar. You know, I want to fly under the radar. I don't want to be noticed or anything like that. I don't want to bring any attention. I just want to, I just want to go along. That's what. See, Jesus is not looking for people to want to just get along. He's wanted, no, he's wanted to get those people that are devoting their lives to Him. Devoting their lives to Him all the time. Turn to, to Mark chapter 6. Ah, uh, I was going to read verse 34, and I, I think I'm still going to do that. And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people and was moved with compassion towards them because they were sheep not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. See, he had compassion on them, but he just didn't, well, I feel sorry for these people, but what am I going to do? So he didn't. He had compassion on them. He looked on them, saw they were as sheep, not having a shepherd. So he just didn't say, that's it, I'm done. I'm done, okay, I've had my compassion. I've done my part, I've had compassion. No, what did he do? And he began to teach them many things. Many things. So that's what he, he does. I wrote some things down. The people were hungry and thirsting after righteousness and had no faithful pastors to feed them. For the scribes and the Pharisees were shepherds that they could not understand. They could not understand them because they were teaching for doctrines the commandments of men, not teaching them the commandments of God. The people were ready to perish for lack of of knowledge. This is why they would follow Jesus. They were hungering and thirsting after righteousness, but they weren't being fed properly by the scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They were, they were not receiving any useful instruction to help them in their lives. 
So Jesus would sit there and he would start teaching them. And then when we see things like the Sermon on the Mount, and somebody, we see great multitudes that are following him. We can see when these people were out there listening to Jesus. And then he had compassion on some of these people and said, you know what, if I send them away, what, are the, what does he say, brother? If I send them away, they're going to faint by the wayside because they've been with me here all day long. And even his own apostles, I'm, I'm going to say maybe they didn't have that much faith in him, brother Roger, because Jesus sat there and said, give you them to eat. Give, give them something to eat. And what did the ones said? The one time they said 200 penny worth of bread. I don't know exactly how much that is, Brother Roger, but it must have been a lot that they didn't have that much. To feed them. 200 penny worth of bread is not going to be enough to feed these people. And Jesus sat there and he goes, okay, I know what I'm going to do. What do you have here? What do you have here? Well, we've got a, f- a few loaves of bread and a few fishes. All right, tell them all to sit down. Now, I don't know exactly what he said, but he, he blessed it. He looked at his father, his heavenly father, for help and said, Father, I, I need your help. Help me feed these people. And he did. And he blessed it and he broke it. And one time they took seven baskets or something. Next time they took up 12 baskets. What We see the glory of God in just showing that, you know, I can do this. And he, and he fed them. Now, some of them people were going to come back because what? Not so much of the message they heard, but what, Brother Roger? They were getting fed. They were getting fed. And I guess you can't blame them a little bit, but then there were a lot of people that came back because they wanted to hear the message of Jesus Christ. Because even his, even his apostles said, Where are we going to go? You have the words of life. You have the words of life. So kind of like when we read about that that woman with that issue of blood. She had that faith in Jesus that all I have to do is just touch the hem of his garment. And what happened, Carl? What happened, Carl, when she touched the hem of his garment? Jesus walk along, even his, even his apostles said, the disciples and his apostles said, what do you mean who touched you? The people throng you. But what did he say? I perceive that what? Virtue has went out of me. Because that woman who had that issue of blood believed in her heart. She had that faith in him. That if she did it, and when he, she touched it, he had virtue go out of him. Go out of him and healed. When we look at this and we see these people, they were going about. Blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness. That's what these people were doing. They were hungering and thirsting after righteousness. You know, and, and the things, you know, Jesus, he was healing the sick, giving eyesight to the blind. In the book of John, what does it say towards the end, Brother Roger? 
if all the works of Jesus, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm not quoting, <laughs> if all the works that Jesus were to be written down and put in volumes, the earth could not contain the books that would be written. That's how much he did upon this earth. See, he had compassion. He started teaching these people many things. Many things. You know, and it, when we look at it, and he says, you know what? When we see the, uh, the people coming unto him, you know, the publicans and the sinners, and the publicans and the sinners, what? Believed in him. It was the publicans and the sinners and those that were listening to Jesus. And even Jesus sat there, you know what? He, he really got down on the Pharisees and the scribes and the Sadducees. What did he say? He said, you know what? These are going to go into the kingdom of heaven before you. Before you, because they did not believe. Even John the Baptist, he called them. What did he call them? He said, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee of the wrath that is to come? We see these things. You know, he's, 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 he's just, he's just so good to us all the time. You know, I'm, I'm really thankful for God. You know, when we approach unto him, you know, with a, with a repentant heart all the time, it's amazing. He will forgive us for sinning against him. Now we're going to go to John. Chapter 10. Now there's, we're going to read a lot here, but it's something I think we need to, to read and to understand how good he is to us all the time. So chapter 10 in John, we're going to read verses 1 through 16. Bear with me. Verily, verily, I say unto you, there's that word, truly, 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 I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then Jesus, then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. 
I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is an hireling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Ah, these are, these are awesome words that Jesus is speaking unto us. You know, and we look right here, you know, at the very end, you know, and he says, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Remember, we were just reading and looking at Ephesians in chapter 4, and it talks about one, 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 one. There's one Lord. There's, if we look at these things and we can see this as it comes out here. But he starts out at the very beginning. And he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheep fold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. So there's some that try to get in. But, you know, there is there is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. That's Jesus Christ. There's only one way. One way. Jesus Christ says what? I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. So that's it. There's only... that. So he says, But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. He that entereth. He that goes in by the door. You know, we can see. He says, you know, they're, they're, they're the same as a thief and a robber. For he's trying to, there's, there's only one way. There's only one way. They're trying to come in by the back door. They're not, they don't want to enter into the front door. They want to enter in by the back door. They don't want to do those things that are needful of them to do. They're trying to just get in. It's like, remember when we talked about a Savior and a Lord? They want a Savior. They want a Savior. They want to be saved, you understand? But they don't want Jesus to be the Lord of their lives. They want, they want a Savior. They don't want to go to hell but they don't want a Lord to watch over them and to Lord over them and to be over their lives. Look in verse 3. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. Now this is, this is very important here in verse 3. Because if we look at it, it says the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name. And what do we talk about? Those are the children of God. He wrote what? He wrote their names in what? The Lamb's book of life. He wrote your name. Here he is, and he calleth his own sheep by name. He knows your name. He knows who you are. He's sitting on the right hand of the Father right now. He was on earth here, but he's sitting on the right hand of the Father. He's making intercession for you because he knows you by your name. 
And when we realize that he can look down, Jesus can look down, and he sees everything that's going on. He's got the same attributes that are that are with God. That means he's omniscient. He knows everything. He knows what you're doing. Remember in the Psalms it says, he knows our down-sitting and our uprising. He knows the words that we're going to say even before we speak the words in our mouth. He knows all these things. Now you can sit there and you can say, scratch your head and say, well, how can he do that? How many millions upon millions of people on this earth are his? And he hears all these things? Yep. Yes. Yes, he can. He can hear all these things. And he works upon them. And he works on our behalf each and every day. You know, he's the good shepherd, isn't he? Look at when he says, and when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goes before them. Remember when I said something about the bumper stickers that God's my co-pilot? No, God's not our co-pilot. God's our pilot. Because it says so right here. He says, when Jesus, it says, and when he putteth forth the sheep, he goes before them. He's leading his sheep. And the sheep are going to follow him. Because they know who he is. How do we know who he is? We, we can see it right here. We can see it. We can read it right here. He goeth before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. How do we, how do we know his voice? I've not, I've, I've never, I don't think I've ever physically heard Jesus speak to me, but spiritually, spiritually I can hear him. Because why? Because he's taken that heart out. The natural man cannot receive the things to be of the Spirit of God because why? They are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But because he took our old heart, gave us a new heart, we can hear these things. So we know his voice. Spiritually, we know his voice. He goes before us. He's out there. You know, Brother Leroy, Brother Roger, and myself, we're not, we're not shepherds of the flock. We're under shepherds. Because there's only one shepherd, Jesus Christ. He's the great shepherd. He's the good shepherd. And he takes care of his people. And is he entrusted, as we read earlier, he entrusts us with taking care of Mount Zion congregation. Congregation. We take care of the congregation here. We look at these things and how good he is unto us. He goes out before his flock. Look at this. Because we know his voice. And a stranger. Now this is Jesus telling me. And a stranger will they not follow. But will flee from him. For they know not the voice of strangers. That's, that's someone that's trying to bring unto you a different gospel than what has been given unto us by Jesus Christ. A stranger they will not follow because he's bringing unto them what? Strange things that they know not. And they have enough, they have enough common sense, common sense. God's given us common sense. Let's be realistic. He's given us common sense. But when you hear this stranger, what are you going to do? You're going to flee from him. You're going to flee from him. 
for they know not the voice of strangers. You know, look at it in verse 6. This parable, this parable is an earthly story that teaches you a spiritual lesson. But they understood not what things they were which he spoke unto them. Why? They could not hear the things. See, we see it, we see a thing here. If you're a child of God and you're his, you're going to hear his voice. These people that could not hear what he was saying unto them could not understand. They were still in the natural state. They could not hear the thing, could not understand the things. Blessed are your eyes for they see in your ears for they hear. We're, we are so blessed in this world today. So Jesus gets down to it and he says, you know what? Jesus said unto them again, truly, truly, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. I am. He's God incarnate in the flesh. When Moses asked the burning bush, when God was in that burning bush, who do I say has sent me? What does he say, brother Roger? I am. I am. And he says, you know what? I am, I am the door of the sheep. Wow, it's just amazing. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them or listen to them. Now I'm sure the scribes, the Pharisees said, didn't like that. He was calling them what? Thieves and robbers. Verse 9, he says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Pasture. Be nourished. You know, Jesus says, I am the living water. Remember the woman in the well? I'm the living water. With this water, you're never going to thirst because it's what? It's spiritual water. It's not physical water. I can read, I can drink this physical water and it's going to, it's going to quench my thirst, but I need to have what? Spiritual water. Just to quench my spiritual part of my body. You know, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life. Not physical life, but spiritual life. And that they might have it more abundantly. It's just not that you would have spiritual life, but you would have it more abundantly. He's going to bless you abundantly when you follow him and you know his voice. In verse 11, he says, I am. Here again, the second time, brother, he says, I am. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. He's the good shepherd called by his father who has been appointed to what? The care of the sheep or chosen ones, the chosen ones. For all that the father giveth me shall come unto me and all that cometh unto me, I'm not going to lose a single one of them at all. God entrusted to Jesus the care of his sheep. Because God gave to him every single one of us. 
A shepherd does anything to protect his sheep and take care of them, didn't he? And Jesus did that, didn't he? He took care of us. He was the good shepherd. He died for us. He died for all his sheep, past, present, and future. He died for each and every one of us. How awesome he is. Wow. Turn to Hebrews chapter 13. We're going to read 20 and 21. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect, make you complete, in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, it's the God of peace that brought Jesus Christ from the dead. Our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep. The great shepherd of the sheep. Isn't it? You know, he's going to make you mature. He's going to give you everything you need. Everything that you stand in need of. He's going to give us each and every day our daily bread, doesn't he? Give us this day our daily bread. Being omniscient, what? He knows all of his sheep. He knows every single one of us. That's what we just read. He knows every single one of the sheep, his sheep. And the Bible just told us what? By name. He knows you by name. It's amazing. You know, he knows everything about us. What is our case? What are we going through? What is happening to us? He knows all these things because he's omniscient. You know, being omnipotent, he can do anything for his sheep. Omnipotent means he's all-powerful. There's nothing that Jesus Christ can't do or would not do for his people. But there's one thing, he won't lie for his people. He won't lie for them. That's why he's up there making intercession. He's not lying. I want to pick on Roger. Forgive Brother Roger because he sinned. Forgive Brother Roger for he's a sinner. Roger knows he's a sinner. He's not lying. He's telling the truth. He's there for us. He's having all power. He has all power in heaven and earth, doesn't he? He he just takes care of us. He's so good. He protects us. He defends. He saves us. He's there for us all the time. You know, a lot of times I say, guide and direct our footsteps. You know, he can guide and direct us, can't he? He can turn our feet around and go in the right direction. All the time. That's who he is. You know, Jesus is called the great shepherd. He's called the chief shepherd. And the good shepherd. He's called our shepherd. You know what? But David calls him my shepherd. And that's what we have to look at. You know, if we go to the, the, the 23rd Psalm, What does he start out? The Lord is my shepherd. And because the way David does this and writes this, isn't it amazing that we can say that as we read this, the Lord is my shepherd. 
And when he, when we say that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Because he's the good shepherd, he takes care of us. He takes care of us. He takes care of our needs all the time. Look at it. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Here we go again. Who is leading us? He is leading us. He leads us beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Sometimes we're cast down, aren't we? Cast down, but the Bible says we're not destroyed. Even the song we sing, we're cast down, but not destroyed. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Look what it says. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. He's there with us. He's there. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. This is a good... So we can see the, the, the relationship to the shepherd, his rod and his staff. What is it that a shepherd has? He has a rod and he has a staff to direct his sheep. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of thine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Is your cup running over today? Praise God. Because he's good to us. He's good to us. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell, I will live in the house of of the Lord forever. The Lord is my shepherd, and I'm going to close with that. I thank you for your kind attention this morning. Does anybody have a song in closing?